0: welcome to ball court i'm your host coach drew and this is the world of basketball and trust me the world has been absolutely insane we don't know where ben simmons is playing what's going on with the lakers stick around right here on ball court Welcome to Ball Court. I'm your host, Coach Drew. This is the world of basketball. And as you know, a lot of people's basketball world has been changed, especially if you're in Philadelphia. I'm going to go ahead and jump right into it. Everybody needs to know what's going on with Ben Simmons. Yes, we know that Ben Simmons was holding out because he didn't want to play another game in Philadelphia. But those fines started to break his back and then he decided he's going to return. Now, let me go ahead and break down this saga. Ben Simmons did return, but he was extra salty. I'm talking, he looked so upset. He looked, he looked similar to like when I was, back when I was little and I was told that I had to, you know, share my lollipop with my sister. And I was like, uh oh, no, she could have it. You know what I'm saying? I had that look on my face like, I don't even want to be here. That's how he was looking in practice. So his first day, he shows up for practice. You know, he had the cell phone in the pocket. He was disengaged. He did not want to be there. Doc Rivers saw that. The very next day, he comes in for practice. Same attitude. He did not want to participate in a defensive drill. Same attitude. Now, this kind of attitude is the attitude that gets people kicked off team. But it did not get him kicked off the team. It got him kicked out of the gym, kicked out of practice. And yes. That's when the media had a deal day with what was going on. Joel, Joel Embiid was pretty much like, that man doesn't mean nothing. Me. You know, he's what he's got going on is what he got going on. And that's how they were looking at it. I'm talking the Sixers gathered around each other and started pushing forward. This has now elevated from just a comment to a major distraction. And let me see, let me break it, break it down how it's going on. So not only did he get kicked out of the first game, but Doc Rivers also suspended, I mean kicked out of the uh, practice that he was at, but Doc Rivers suspended him from the first official game. Now, after Doc Rivers suspended Ben Simmons for that game, Ben Simmons uh, came back stating that mentally right now he is not ready to play and he's not fit to play mentally at this point. So he is out at this point once again. Mm Mm-hmm, so now, let's go ahead and add up those factors. He's been suspended. He's trying to force a trade. And then he's now out with, uh, 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 let's say, a mental break, if you will. All right? So, this is not boding well for Benson. uh, Daryl Murray was actually quoted stating that this could actually be the, uh, this drama or this saga could go on for the extent of his four-year contract. But realistically speaking, we're probably looking, because of what Mark Stein reported, we're probably looking closer towards the December 15th timeframe of looking to get this trade done. But I'm with Shaq on this. I, I look at this, and I look at this behavior from a coach's point of view, and I think to myself, who would want to trade for him? Who wouldn't want to give up somebody who is working, putting in effort day after day? Even if they're not happy with their situation, the simple fact of the matter is that they're putting in effort, showing up for work day after day, and trade that for Benson. Uh, It's amazing to me the, the level that the basketball has actually turned. Now, here goes some funny things that makes me kind of chuckle a little bit. Back in 2016, in March 2016... When Ben Simmons was being drafted, it was known not just to, um, not just to uh, the people who were drafting him, but it was known amongst the scouts and everything that Ben Simmons was the type of player that would only perform when he's get his own way and he could end up being a problem in the long run with his personality problem. And now you can see these traits taking place. How do you say that, okay, we're going to go ahead and build a team around someone who probably is not going to be there? Because Ben Simmons is not going to fall into another situation that he had out in in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, they literally did everything they could to make sure that they appeased Ben Simmons. Mark Gelfoltz, which I felt they should have taken a little bit more time with him and uh, so-called trust the process a little bit more with Marcus Fault or Markel Fulton, but they didn't. They weren't able to trade him away. Jimmy Butler, who was an actual beast in your locker room to get you going, they got rid of him as well. But they held on to Ben Simmons. Yes, they held on to Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid, of course, but they held on to Ben Simmons. Now he's looking to go. He's looking to get out of here. He's looking to go. And now is kind of dividing things a little bit. Because some people are on the side of Ben Simmons. And I'm not saying there's people in Philly, because Joel Embiid had to address the Philly fans and say, uh, you know what, Ben Simmons is our brother. He, you know, he's with us until he's not with us. So the Philly fans already have uh, decided, you know what, Ben is gone. Uh, the, the, the fans across the country, they're making jokes about it. It's now Philly has become the laughing stock of the NBA in in terms they're looking like being the Clippers from yesterday. I don't think it's that bad, but still, nonetheless, it is a stock. This is a situation that's playing out that makes me wonder, where else could it go? How else could it go? You know what I'm saying? See, Doc Rivers thought that he was a distraction during that time in practice, so he had to get rid of him. So if he was a distraction in practice, can you imagine what level of distraction he is right now. Now, and with a team that is fighting, because the East is not that easy no more, because you have uh, the Bucs looking phenomenal. Giannis came back out of a break and decided that he's a brand new player. Now he's a cheat code on 2K. And they're looking phenomenal. So you need a team that's all in. And Philadelphia does not seem to be like they're all in. We're going to watch this Ben Simmons saga and see how it breaks down. Because this is the world of basketball, and that's just going to shake up the world a lot. All right, let me go ahead and jump into the next topic. Speaking of another player who is not with their team currently, yes, I'm talking about Kyrie Irving. It has caused a little bit of a stir that Kyrie Irving is not participating with his team. Now, let me go ahead and break some things down. First, I want to go ahead and touch base on Adam Silver. Adam Silver, yes, he's very clear of everything. He's understanding that this is not an NBA situation. This is more of a situation for the state that they're in. But with that said, you know, because he's not saying that he's, uh, he's it's taking sides, but he did want to actually push a vaccine mandate for the players. Now, as you know, the NBA actually has a vaccine mandate for all of its uh, – constituents outside of the players such as like coaches trainers you have uh there's a vaccine mandate for those for their people the staff that work within the nba anybody that's in contact with the players have a vaccine mandate but there's no vaccine mandate for the players at, at this time now adam silver definitely wanted to go ahead and push this mandate but as we can clearly see what is actually happening when we look at the barkley and we look at uh what took place last night at the Barclay with the protests and the people out there protesting for Kyrie to play. they given him that chance to play, say it is his own body, this is his freedom, and he should be able to go ahead and play. Now, with all of this controversy that's taken place behind it, still, Kyrie Irving is not budgeting. He is not taking the vaccine. He is not playing. And, of course, you know that uh, Brooklyn is not budging either. First, it was stated that he couldn't play home games. Now he can't play any game, But the effect is starting to transcend a little bit further. Yes, the mighty 75 of, for the 75 years, the top 75 players in 75 years list has been released. And on that list, everybody expected Kyrie Irving to make that list. As a matter of fact, it has been reported that Kyrie Irving was on the list literally right before it came out. Right before the list was actually released, Kyrie Irving was on the list. Now it is stated because, um, let's go ahead and really take an honest look at this, he hasn't played a game. He hasn't really shown anything or any reason for the list to go ahead and stop him in the last few days, or in the last few weeks, except for one thing. His vaccine. So I am not saying that that is the reason why he was actually removed off the list, but it, the speculation is there and you have to admit that it is quite a speculation because when you look at the type of, the level of player that he is, come on, how could he not make the list? There's only one way. This is the way as one of the top 75 players, but that on the list that was removed. And some people who didn't make the list, like Vince Carter, Houseway. Anyway, so well, it, is, with this vaccine right now or his stance on the vaccine, Is actually causing a lot of waves in a lot of different areas because hands down, when we really look at it, the commissioner, not the commissioner wanted to have a mandate, but he didn't have. So the funny thing about it is this would have been a non-issue as far as what was going on in Brooklyn and the New York mandate if the commissioner had a mandate. But now all of this protest and everything would have fell on the commissioner. Adam Silver dodged another bullet. That man must be the luckiest man in the planet. He he dodged another bullet because now this is not on him. It is on the state, and he has has washed his hands clear of it. He feels that right now with the majority of the NBA joining in and getting vaccinated and taking the steps they can to make sure that they can uh, reduce the threat of COVID-19 and bring everything back to normal with the few stragglers that you have, like the Kyrie, like Kyrie Irving, it's not something that's going to hurt the NBA. But it will hurt Kyrie. It will hurt his legacy. And it just may even hurt the Brooklyn Nets. And like I said, the East is a tough, tough fight this year. So hands down, it's going to look like a lot different of a landscape for the Brooklyn Nets than they actually originally predicted especially if James Harden has another night that he had last night. We could be expecting a lot. Let me go ahead and jump forward. I gotta I gotta go ahead and give a shout out to the WNBA. They've given us one of the most exciting playoffs that I've seen in a while. And I'm talking about men's or women's basketball. This has been an absolutely exciting playoffs. Yes, the Phoenix Mercury defeated my aces to make it into the finals. And it did hurt me a little bit. But, I realized they're going into the finals with a great storyline. Chicago Sky had the most, the, the absolute perfect storyline. First of all, they wiggled their way into the playoffs, barely making it in, beating it in, uh, beating it in a playoff in a playing game, a one-and-done playing game, going all the way from a six seed to make it to the finals. And yes, Candace Parker, the original CP3, out of Chicago, went back home after spending 13 years with the LA Sparks, winning one championship with them. Went back home and decided, you know what? I'm gonna go get another one for I'm getting another one for the crib. I gotta go. You know what I'm saying? It was it was one of those LeBron moments. I was expecting her to grab the trophy, yeah, Chicago. This is for you. See, it was one of those LeBron moments. I felt it. It it, it gave me chills. But when you stop and you think about that team. That wasn't the only major storyline. Outside of Candace Parker being a Chicago phenom back when she was young, they also had Quigley. Quigley was also a Chicago star when she was coming up. Those Quigley girls that everybody spoke about, she was one of them. That was the that was the 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 the, she was like an all around stud. She was just an athlete. She did like different sports: softball, basketball. She was a stud. But her wife, uh, Courtney Vandersloot was also on the squad as well, and actually just not on the squad, but leading that Chicago squad, breaking records after record after record. So yes, as a married couple, Quigley and VanderSloot took home a championship together, was able to celebrate arm in arm with both of them being on the floor at the time of the championship, and Candice Parker ran off the floor, grabbing that ball, going to her family. It was one of the most exciting moments I've ever seen. And I'm telling you, WNBA has made a name for itself this year. If you are not watching, you are missing basketball. You're missing literally a half of basketball every season. I, shame on you if you're not watching. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and take a quick little break. I'm that excited about it. I need to go wipe my forehead or something. I'm just like smiling all ears. You know what saying? Ear to ear. Look at this. Um, but I am going to be back. We're going to be back. We're going to take a coaches look at certain things. We're going to make sure that you are on the top of the grind, Cause this is ball court. This is the world of basketball. I am Coach Drill. Stick with us. Hang around. We will be back. Court, I am your host, Coach Drew. This is the world of basketball, my right? yeah. man. The world of basketball, as we all know, it always has its ups and downs. But we are now in the up part of basketball. The, what we have been waiting for for the last little bit has now arrived. Yes, the opening season, the opening part of basketball has taken place. We have just experienced the first opening week of basketball, and of course. Let me go ahead and break down what's happened. Now, I'm going to run these highlights before I'm actually talking. Okay? So, here we go. All right. Now, first off, we're going to start off with the Lakers and the Warriors. Of course, everybody thought that game coming out was going to be a a phenomenal type game. But, of course, you know, the Lakers did not look that good. As a matter of fact, my key thing that I want to go ahead and point out in that loss with the Lakers was uh, Russ West? He was doing too much. He looked like he wanted to do more. He is putting a lot of pressure on himself, and going four of thirteen, it didn't bode a good look for him. But this is only the first game, you know. And if and I want everybody to go ahead and sit back and relax. Yes, yes. That these are some great plays right here. Take a look at this. But before we get into, you know, all the plays and break, me breaking it down, while you watching these watching these plays, especially from this game and this one here for the Suns, all right, I want you to stop and think about this. This is a LeBron-led team. We've been down this road before. We've read this book. We've seen this movie. LeBron-led teams, this is how it works out. Open at night, they lose. They lose a couple more over the first – Week or two. Then a month, everybody clicks, they get it together. No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I missed a step. First step, opening night, they lose. Second step, over the next couple weeks, they lose a couple more games. Step number three, the media, such as myself and everybody else, have a huge reaction about it. Like, oh no, LeBron is not, LeBron's washed up. There's nothing he could do. He can't put a team together. Month later, Everybody's going off. They're doing great. And then the media comes back in and we state, oh, LeBron can't win without a super team. That's how it's worked. So right now, currently, we are on step three. We are having reactions. Everybody's going crazy. What has happened with the Lakers? They they, they got into a fight on the bench during this game with the Suns. And this was with... um, get me wrong, I understand why this fight took place, you know, Dwight Howard was still in his feelings about being left off for the top 75 which a lot of people were in their feelings about that, and uh, and AD just wants to win, there's a comp- th- 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 these are competitive guys so stuff like that that took place on their bench is small that wasn't the big eye opener, the big eye opener for me was watching LeBron's body language he wasn't closing out Hard defense in the Suns' games. He was he 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 was engaged, but not engaged. You can see that this is early season LeBron. Now, game one, LeBron put up thirty-one points. No, I'm sorry, LeBron put up thirty-four points. AD put up thirty-one points. It was all in a loss, but they looked good. Game two, overall, they got blown out by the Suns. As a matter of fact, Chris Paul with, uh, had 20,000 20, points, ten thousand assists. First player in NBA history to ever do that. Shout-out to Chris Ball. Big shout-out to you. But at the same point in time, they smashed my Lakers. And the Lakers looked bad because of that little spat on the bench. Not to mention Rajah Rondo gaslighted a situation with a uh, with a fan. Now, I see you, I see you, Rondo, You're <laughs> in mid-season form. <laughs> so... Not to mention he did gaslighted situations like that. So it just didn't look good. But overall, overall, the product looks good. I like what I'm seeing with the Lakers. I'm liking what I'm seeing with Golden State. The West is going to be amazing. During these highlights here, you will clearly see that Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant. He's probably one of the best players, best scorer in the league currently right now. <laughs> Has elevated, go for a seven game series, four of them being in LA. I think with the four games being in LA, I want to see Giannis and LeBron and AD go at it and make this uh, one of the finals that we can remember. At least, at least try and make it as good as the WNBA final. That's all I'm asking. All right? So, hey, let's go ahead and jump, jump away from that. I'm going to speak about LeBron James. Because I like talking about LeBron James, that's why. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna go ahead and talk about LeBron James. LeBron James is publishing his second book. We are family. Now this is a novel for middle schoolers, and I find this to be a goat move because we all know that LeBron James. He actually gives. He's he's one of those few players that's out there that's giving back constantly, uh, buildings and facilities on there, or parents to help with job placement help with finding jobs, housing, things of that nature. He is building the community. Talk about giving back into a community. LeBron James doing such big things for his community and such big things for the kids of the community. It is his only right that he goes ahead and do some more. So now he's publishing his second book. LeBron James cannot do. And he's in everything. I guarantee LeBron James haters are now going to tell you that man, I saw Dr. Seuss do. That's how they're going to do it. But it was a great book. It's a phenomenal book. If you get a chance, go ahead and pick one up for your middle schooler. I think that is, is really cool. It's called We Are Family. You know? And here goes a quote from LeBron James that I want to go ahead and leave you with. In the, with uh, with everything that's going on in the world. With everything that's going on within ourselves. I want to go ahead and leave you this. This is a word from our coach. All right, People, this is Walk by LeBron James. People will hate you. They will rate you. They will shake you and break you. But how strong you stand is what makes you. All right? So this is the thought process that you want to have in your life going forward. And this is something that is uh, spoke about in the book of We Are Family. You have to understand your work. People will discount you all the time. People will mark you down all the time. But you have to understand your work. Here's here's a analogy that I want to go ahead and express to you. This is from the word from our coach, and this is how it's gonna work. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you some information that's gonna change your life right now. Stop and think about it. Think about last president's day. Think about the last president's day sale that you saw on television that uh that the commercials were going all crazy for. Honda, presidency sale, you know, Toyota got a sale. all these different car companies have these sales going on. But you notice that you've never seen a Lamborghini sale. See, the thing is, with Lamborghini, they don't have to have a sale. They don't have to come down on price. If you understand and know the value of a Lamborghini, you're willing to pay that amount for the Lamborghini. Don't devalue yourself. Don't. Lamborghinis will never come down on their price to fit somebody else's pocket if you can't afford it you can't afford it if you can't afford it you can't test drive look at yourself as that lamborghini when you go out and you put in that work when you do everything that you do you are gaining value do not have somebody value you because they can't emotionally afford your value all right so whether it's in the gym whether it's outside the gym in life understand your value know your worth and then add tax all right that was a word for the coach i am coach drew this is the world of basketball the world of basketball has been phenomenal it's been amazing and i want to thank each and every one of you for hanging out with me and talking about it with me it is an absolute pleasure now just in case you want to make sure that you are hearing content about the world of basketball all the time and hearing some of my old shows as well as my new shows you can go to iHeartRadio. Go ahead and make sure that you're following CWN Sports. That is Comedy World Network Sports. Go ahead and make And you have it saved as one of your favorite stations. Yes, we are there on iHeartRadio. You can check us out. But if you need to hear it direct, you want to hear one particular podcast indirect, make sure you have your Apple podcast that have me downloaded on there, have me downloaded on your Google podcast. Make sure that the shows are being downloaded. Make sure that you have the notification on. Make sure that you are following. Because when you hear that ding, the coach did his thing. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to have more content. I'm going to have a lot more crazy information to give. And it's all going to be right here at Oakwood. Yes. And I am your host, Coach Ruth. This has been the World of Basketball. Thank you for hanging out with me. Thank you for CWA go ahead and check them out as well. Make sure you bookmark that page because that's where you get the articles from Coach Drew as well. And if you have not followed me yet, go to your Instagram right now. It's at DrewCoach43. Go ahead and follow or follow us at Ball Ball World. And I am your host, Coach Drew. I will see you next time right here on BallCourt. This has been the World of Basketball, and it's been an absolute pleasure.